Welcome back to another episode of the Gridiron Summit Podcast, where we discuss everything NFL. My name is Bryce, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jacob. Today we'll be discussing the NFC and the divisional rankings. The way we'll rank these is one of us will start with the division and who we think will win that division. The next person will say who they think will get second based on who is left in that division. So we're combining our two brains and our division rankings for what we think will happen and how these teams will stack up come the end of the regular season. We'll add some notes about where we think these teams will go past the regular season as we get to those. But again, this is just focused on the regular season. First, we will start with the NFC North. Bryce, who do you have finishing first place this season in the NFC North? So I'm going with a, maybe a little bit of a shocker, but I'm going to go with the Vikings. A lot of people are going to think the Packers, but I think they've lost a lot on that offense specifically. I know they still have Aaron Rodgers, and they will still be probably in playoff contention. But as far as a divisional winner, I'm going to go with Minnesota. The new head coach, um, Kevin O'Connell, um, and what he see, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do with that offense, bringing that L.A. Rams-style um, take-shots-down-the-field offense into Minnesota. It's an interesting pick. I'm not sure I love the Vikings as much as you do just yet. Um, I mean, I don't like the defense, but the offense, I think, is going to be could be scary. I thought that same thing about the defense. It kind of feels like that defense is at a weird age limit yep. a little bit, yep. where you've got a lot of veterans who've been there all, kind of a long time, and it kind of feels like, mm-hmm. okay, at what point is that really going to start to take a drop-off? And it makes you wonder, too, with the new GM being very analytic, Yeah, will you see them kind of have a fire sale, maybe at the trade deadline or in the offseason, if, if things not, don't go their way. Right. going that well? Yeah. For example, a guy like Harrison Smith or Daniil Hunter. Guys like that that are getting up there in right. years in football terms. Um, how long are they going to hold on to those guys? I, I find it hard to believe that um, they might think they are, but I don't see them as much of a Super Bowl contender right now. But it kind of feels like they're in that mode. Right, right. I think it was more of an indictment on the Packers. I think that they've taken a step back. And, and I think the Vikings are taking a step forward, so maybe that they, they surpass the, the Packers this year. So my number two, then, with Bryce taking Minnesota off the board as the winner of that division, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. This is who I had first. It's a, it's a little bit of a new-look offense with Devontae Adams being gone, but as long as Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are still on the same offense, it's really hard for me to pick otherwise. In addition to that, they might have their best defense that they've had in really quite some time. They had a, right. really a stellar draft getting Wyatt out of Georgia and uh, Walker out of Georgia. Those were two really big gains along with Eric Stokes. Last year, they've really invested in the defense. I think it's going to show this year. That being said, I do think you're going to see maybe the first few weeks, first quarter of the season, there's going to be probably a lot of sports radio talking about offensive struggles in the passing game for the Packers. Mm -hmm. I understand that they might have added some great rookie talent, but it's rare that you see that translate into immediate starters. They're not exactly a group of Jamar Chases. Mm -hmm. No. So that being said, I've got Green Bay number two. Bryce, so with remaining Chicago and Detroit, who do you have? I think that's an easy choice. We're going with the Lions. Dan Campbell. Uh, see what he can get out of those guys. The Bears, they're one of the 
dumpster fires, I would say, of the league. A team that just is a little bit directionless. But with the Lions, it's a team where they've drafted very well the last two years. Brad Holmes has done a really good job with uh, building that roster when since taken over a couple years ago. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. In fact, Detroit was my number two. Um, I'm a big believer in Detroit. Bryce knows this. I've been on the Dan Campbell train for way too long. Way too long. All the way back to his Miami days when he was interim. I really thought this coach is going to be like the next great one. And I finally got my chance. I was hoping he'd be the New York Giants coach, biasly. But I think Detroit is building it the right way. They're drafting interior defensive linemen and drafting and edge defensive linemen, but also going with offensive linemen. So they're building in the trenches. And I know everyone wants to get on them like, oh, my gosh, they still have Jared Goff. That can be the remaining piece that they can fix. Right. Jared Goff, Jared Goff will still do a serviceable job. It's not going to get them to the next level, but they're building from within. They're adding quality players. I am at premium positions. At premium positions. I'm really ecstatic about Jamison Williams. I'm a big fan of his. I think that takes them to another level with Amon Ross St. Brown and a sneaky addition with DJ Chark. I thought that'll really stretch out their offense. He's battled with injuries his whole career, but yep, this could be kind of a fresh start for him. Yep, um, and who knows how much Jacksonville held him back in a way too. True. Yep. Um, but I, I think Detroit is going to give. Last year they gave teams headaches, and they were kind of that team that they hung around. And they hung around. I'd really like to know what how many points they lost by in totality. It's probably not very much. Right. This year they're going to win those games, and I think you're going to honestly have. I don't know that I see a playoff contender just yet, but they could definitely be fighting for a wild card. And especially, in, a, in my opinion, I think this is kind of a weak division. I, I agree. So I've got, uh, like I said, I had Detroit too. So for number four, I think it's easy. Bryce already alluded to it. Sorry, Bears fans. I just I don't even know where to begin. I, I understand getting Ryan Poles. All right, that's a – that can be a good GM hire. I'm not quite sure, but I, I can get that. And I don't mean to uh, kind of rag on Matt Eberflus here. It's just you can see the trend in the NFL. It's really rare where you hire a defensive coach and it works out anymore. Sometimes it does. I'm not saying it can't. There are still defensive coaches in the league that are doing a great job, but there, uh, it's just it's not where the NFL's headed, and what makes me most nervous. Now, let's say Chicago, the incumbent quarterback was Peyton Manning. Well, Tony Dungy was a defensive coach, mm-hmm. and I granted now that's back in the early two thousands, but it's not Peyton Manning there. It's a young QB who did have a, a pretty good year for a rookie, showed signs of promise, but he's not there yet. Right. So, what did you bring in to enhance him? I, I just. I, it stinks because I actually think Justin Fields could be a pretty good quarterback in the NFL, and I really have a grim outlook for his career right now. I feel like you're going to see this not work out. They might have a good defense, but they're not going to score any points. They don't really have much for weapons, and it's going to stall his career. In a couple of years, we're going to be going, well, is Justin Fields the guy? We're going to be wondering that, and I I think this could have been a really great opportunity for them to hire a young 
well, not even young, but just an offensive mind. It's really a shame to me, and maybe he didn't want the job. Getting Doug Peterson to me would have been a home run. Home run. Because now sure. I think you're going to see Jacksonville take that next step, and Trevor Lawrence yep. is going to accelerate. For sure. For sure. Um, and with defensive coaches, like lots of times when they hire them, they'll have they'll have a few good years, but it's not sustainable success. Um, you look at like a fantastic coach in Dan Quinn when he went to Atlanta. He went to the Super Bowl, had a high flying offense. Shanahan leaves, he ne- that team is never the same. It's hard to sustain success as a defensive coordinator in the league. Not that it's not with an offensive coordinator as a head coach. It's just a little bit harder to have that offense be that high-flying year after year when you have a defensive head coach. And, and again, I'm not against hiring defensive coaches because I do think there are really good ones out there. Yep. It's just when you're when you look at that roster and what they have to do and what they need to do to get Justin Fields their highly sought-after investment. I feel like you didn't you didn't get anything to improve your investment here. Well, and also going back to like the Ryan Poles, Eberflus hire. They went about it the whole wrong way. This is top down, not doing it right. You don't hire the head coach before you hire the GM. You hire the GM. You allow the GM to hire whatever head coach they want. That it's, it's not. What do, what do I want to say? It, it's not the right way to go about things. You hire from the top down. You, like I said, hire the GM. Then the GM hires the head coach. Then the then the head coach hires his positional coaches. They did it the totally opposite yeah. way. And, and at the end of the day, it's about the players. So even if we just take Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles out of the equation here, and just looking at that roster, they don't have a lot of weapons for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. There are some nice pieces like Cole Komet, um, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, but that offensive line is not any good. No. It hasn't been good for a long time. They go after Tevin Jenkins, who they thought was going to be their guy, and now he's, he's hurt and they ha- he might be on the trade block. Too. There's been talks that they might want to move him. Okay, not a good look. So they signed uh, Riley Reef to a ten plus million dollar deal right, right in the last minute. Right. Because they need bodies. They're there so bad. Yep. So in the defense has always been for really for a long time been very good, but it's at that weird point where it's kind of aging. Um, you you're really you moved on from Khalil Mack, which is probably smart to acquire those picks. I think there's a good chance to see the same thing happen with Robert Quinn this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, I really don't like the Bears' outlook. To me, the Bears might finish. There's a, I would not be shocked if the Bears finished dead last in the NFL. I, I can't argue with that at all. Sorry, Bears fans. So next division, we're going to head over to the NFC South. I'll start this one off with who I think is going to finish first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one was kind of easy for me. Another kind of weak division. They're clearly the king at the top of this. As long as Tom Brady's still there, that defense is really, really good still. Um, they'll, they'll have help at, a lot of help in the receiving game. I, I know there's people excited about Julio Jones. To me, that's not really – that doesn't get my blood boiling. I need to see if he's even going to play that I would much. be surprised if so, – But even taking him out of the equation, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin – Cameron Bray, that's a really good crew of yep. players. So I'm not really concerned about that. I think the transition to Todd Bowles, kind of contrary to what we just talked about with Matt Eberflus, Todd Bowles has proven he can win. 
he was on a bad Jets team. I don't think it was necessarily a reflection of him as a coach. And I think they're set up really well. Byron Leftwich still there for now. Uh, we'll see what happens in the offseason. But I think Tampa Bay is the best team in that division. Assuming they stay healthy, I, I can't pick anybody but them. Right. And if the reports are true that the Bruce Arians uh, conflict there with Tom Brady, like this transition to Todd Bowles really might take them that next step uh, in leaping forward. And, and what will be interesting about that, too, is you could think that, you know, with Todd Bowles being there and now Bruce Arians being gone, and if there was controversy kind of with Tom and Bruce Arians, does Tom have far more autonomy over the offense now and far and even maybe author, not authority over Byron Leftwich, but it'll just be interesting yeah. to see how Does that, that hurt? plays out. Does that hurt it? So moving to who I think is going to get uh, second in that division, the NFC South. I mean, I don't think it's all that hard of a choice in the Saints. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Saints. They're kind of an aging team, obviously salary cap issues. Um, but as far as the team on the field, it's a old team, but it's a pretty pretty solid roster outside of their signal caller at quarterback, James Winston. It'll also be interesting to see how Dennis Allen – uh, works out a head coach there taking over for Sean Payton. De- another defensive coach taking over. Um, it'll That defense has always, at least the last three or four years, has been uh, a very good piece of that of that team. But the offense, I think, is going to struggle mightily this year. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm a believer in Dennis Allen. Um, I, I don't know if that means I'm a believer in him as a head coach. I definitely do as a defensive coordinator and a leader. But we'll see how it goes as head coach. And I'm with you. I think the defense will still be very good. Um, where I struggle is, yes, losing Sean Payton is going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only, I believe, is it Carmichael will be now the offensive coordinator, but they lost uh, Lombardi to the Chargers this year before. So yeah. it would have been nice to retain a lot of, some more of those guys if you're going to try to implement Peyton system or keep mm-hmm. it around, but ultimately my biggest issue is quarterback. Yeah, Jameis Winston has so much talent, but at this point in his career, I just Dumb I have, mistakes. I have not seen him put it all together. Mm-hmm. He might be a better version of himself. He might be a better Jameis Winston now than he has been in let's say the last four years. But to me, I don't see that. That's still making them a playoff threat. I struggle to see how he can do that now losing Sean Payton as well. That's a great point, too. Jameis coming out of college, I mean, there was a ton of potential for that career. He's still a good quarterback in the NFL, but I just don't see, again, them and exceeding where they have already been. It's it's just going to be tough. I think they're going to be a big player in the quarterback market next year in the the draft. And I think they should be. They don't have a pick now next year in the draft either. So, I mean, that might be... It's a good point. And maybe hard. they package some future picks to get in there and what's supposed to be a hot quarterback draft. We'll see. One thing you can always count on is the Saints trading up in the draft. So. That's a great point. So, number three in the division. So, so far, Bryce and I seem to agree on this division yeah. pretty well. We might differ here. I have Carolina. This was hard for me. It was kind of like picking... Yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst of two evils here a little bit on who would be three and four. Carolina, it's, it's such a weird situation. There's some really great pieces. For example, their defense is 
really has a lot to be excited about. Like kind of young, too. Yeah, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn. But my issue here is it's offense and, and Matt Rule. and Ben McAdoo. And Ben McAdoo. That is not inspiring hire to me as offensive coordinator, especially when a team like – or someone like Matt, Ben McAdoo – I don't think he's been offensive coordinator for a few years now. It it goes back to his uh his uh Packers days. So it well no well he wasn't the Giants. Giants. So it kind of feels like they couldn't get anybody else. Yeah. And this is who they landed. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I think a lot of guys saw um, enough uh, of a history in Green Bay and New York with him that turned them off. Yeah, well, I'm. I was just gonna say Matt Rule. I think a lot of guys probably saw Matt Rule like being on the chopping block. That and sure. why take a job for six months? Sure. Yeah, you're you're on a, Hey, let me join a team that might fire their coach. We have a owner that's. I don't know. How to Very impatient. It. Yeah, yeah, impatient. Oh, and let me add on that your quarterback's gonna be Sam Darnold. Yep. It's not exactly a situation where you think you're gonna kill it right off the bat. So. And again, Sam Darnold, it's just not – I don't think it's going to happen where he's just going to be able to turn his career into like a Pro Bowl-level starter. I'm excited about Matt Corral. He, I kind of – he was high on my QB list, like a lot of people coming out of the draft. I think there's a lot of potential there. And adding Baker is interesting. You see kind of two different versions of Baker's career. I don't know, again, that – He's going to be that upper echelon of quarterbacks. But I do think Baker's better than what they've had the last two years. Yeah, I don't know. He's an improvement. I don't know that you get the first pick in the draft with Baker as your quarterback. Right. He's going to get you a few wins here or there. You're going to probably be in the 8 to 12 pick range, maybe maybe 6 to 12. But you're probably not going to get the first pick in the draft. Right. Yeah, it is an improvement. So that being said, that's why I put them three because their quarterback play. Assuming this is assuming Baker wins a job, I think it will be. They will improve there. I don't know that it's going to be enough to save Matt Rule's job, um, along with some other staff there. But it is a it, it is an improvement, and really for them, it's so important that. Christian McCaffrey's healthy yep. for that offense. And the um, early reports are that he is, but yep. we'll obviously see. Here going he's, he generates so many, uh, so much offense for them. So, number four, Bryce, I think we know who you've got. I mean, obviously, it's the Falcons here. I, mean, I think probably one of the least talented rosters in the NFL, top to bottom. They're going through a total rebuild here. Um, I do really like Desmond Ritter, but I don't think he's going to see the field much. Um, maybe next year, but... Again, they're one of the worst teams, going to be one of the worst teams in the league, so they're probably going to have a top pick. They're probably going to take a quarterback. I mean, so and unless Desmond Ritter blows them away this year, he's probably um, not going to make it too far for there for the Falcons. Right. It, it really doesn't matter, I think, who's that quarterback. If it's Desmond Ritter he, and right. he does sneak in there and has kind of a really fun rookie year, it's going to have its limitations. Right. And if it's Marcus Mariota, who I, I'm – I'm kind of. I find myself rooting for because I'd like to see his career pan out. But I am. But I also the smart mm-hmm. choice would be going with Ritter, seeing what you have in him before Agreed. you t- t- get that top pick in the draft. But even if Mariota does, <clears throat> assuming he wins the job, 
and starts the majority of the season. I just don't know what the ceiling is for his career anymore. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I've got some questions about the running game. I like Tyler Algier out of BYU, but I don't know that that's going to just solve the issue. No, They've got a great player, for example, in like Kyle Pitts, but it's just not enough on offense to get me excited. And the defense has had a lot of holes really for several years now. It's just, for me, they're not going to be at a level where they're competing for even the second or second spot in the division. Right. That I mean, even that wide receiver core has been nothing to write home about. It's, right. it's very uh, uninspiring, not explosive at all. I don't think you're going to be seeing very many 40, 50-yard pl- plays down the field with that wide receiver core. Um, but, it, I mean, it's a bigger receiver core, but, again, not explosive uh, receiver core. So... Next up, we have the NFC East. And Bryce, go ahead and start this one off. Who do you have winning the division? I got to go with my my birds. I the absolutely Eagles. agree. I, I, such a talented team. I think it all is on Jalen Hurts. But, um, I mean, th- that defense, I think, is going to take a major step forward. Jonathan Gannon found him getting the pieces he needs to run the defense he wants to run. I mean, that's the word on the street anyways. Um, Jalen Hurts, hopefully he takes another step. I mean, every year of his career since we've seen him, he's taken a step forward. Hopefully, he's taken another one here. And I think it, all it takes is a little step forward, and you can get a playoff team out of that that roster. So. Yep, I think you nailed on the head. It really all depends on can Jalen Hurts lead this team. But the nice thing about that team is he's going to have a lot of help. A lot of help for sure. Yep. So, not much more to be said on that one. I'll go next to. Um, not my favorite team in the world, but it really comes down to me comparative to the other two options in the division. I've got the Dallas Cowboys here. Don't like saying that. Um, I really am not a fan of Mike McCarthy, uh, or a ble- I guess I should say a believer. Um, I, but I, the roster is talented enough to mask some of those issues that I think come from that coaching staff and just some other issues that they have. Um, it, and you've got Dak Prescott, who's a great QB. C.D. Lamb, they've got Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. They, they'll have a better and healthier offensive line this year. The defense, I think, will be probably about like it was last year. They'll be competitive, and I probably assume that they'll make the playoffs or at least fight for them. Um, but I do think as far as complete teams go, it's a drop-off after Philly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and with that, the Cowboys, they lost a lot of pieces this offseason, but are they pieces that they can't replace? I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, obviously Amari Cooper, but they might be better without Amari Cooper. Yeah. You and I both thought that that contract for Amari Cooper yeah. was overinflated and to given the choice between when they were kind of going through contract negotiations, Dak, Zeke and Amari, it's funny. Most people would tell you, obviously Dak was the one you had to pay. Right. But then you go, okay, well, receiver or running back, well, most of the time people will tell you receiver, I thought pay Zeke. I, I just found Amari to be more replaceable. He's good, not great. Right. And he wasn't worth, in my opinion, the contract that he got. Yeah. He might have a great season with Cleveland, but I, I, I think yeah. Dallas will be fine if Michael Gallup is healthy. That's, that's, a, yeah, big, that's a big question. key component. Yep. So, Bryce, that yep. is number two. Dallas, what do you got to So So – I would actually put the Commanders ahead of the Cowboys. Um, I think that roster, 
um, is again really really good. And that, it's that been drafted well. Very drafted well. Yep. Um, that defense that I, I know it wasn't very good last year, but it was one of the projected top defenses on paper. Yeah. On paper, that team is not loaded but solid. Yeah. Really good. It'll be a little healthier. You'll have Chase Young back. Yep. Um, I'm with you. I think the defense yep. will be good. That offense. I, I would. And the offense has a ton of tools. They do, but it, consistency, consistency, I, I consistency with Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I, I can't trust in it. He looks, he looks like the greatest quarterback you've ever seen on one play. The next play, he looks like he shouldn't be in the NFL. It's funny. If the quarterback were a healthy Ryan Fitzpatrick, I might have grasped the concept of them being number two better yeah. than Carson Wentz. I just I, – I don't even know how to describe his career really anymore. And I, and I got to think this is – I think it was the last shot. It very well could be. I, I, a couple of years ago, I told you, I think yeah. – I think 2023 will be his last year in the NFL because I don't yeah. see him being a backup in the league. Yeah, I really don't. I personality-wise, I I don't, um, I don't see how he would sit behind somebody. It's it's got to be a team that is willing to give him a starting shot when he's coming in. And if he does not work in Washington, what team would hand him the keys to their franchise? I don't see it. And the component in Washington that I think is missing for him is they don't have. A, this is a kind of a silly cliche, but a quarterback whisperer there. Right. If if you were taking him and he was going to Kansas City and he was going to get to have Andy Reid, or if he was going to L.A. or San Francisco with Shanahan or McVay, who I think could rejuvenate his career, I'd be like, oh, okay. Scott Turner. Scott Turner's a good offensive coordinator. I don't know, though. That is the QB whisperer. Is he any better than Frank Reich? I would say no. And Frank Reich couldn't make it work. Yeah. So, Frank Reich, he fought hard to get Carson there. Yes, he did. So, and then was also, and then after you were willing to part with him. Yeah. I just. That could have been more on Ursay, though. I think it it probably was. And I think a little bit of Chris Ballard. But I don't know that Frank was pounding the table saying, no, we cannot let him go. And that's a tough position as a coach as yeah. well. But I think I just can't trust in the in Carson's consistency. Yeah. So I have them at three. The injury then, thing doesn't really worry me though that much. It's the mm-hmm. it's the consistency on the field. So I agree. And I'll go ahead and wrap it up with my New York football giants. I would have loved to put them three, but it's a, they're rebuilding. I think you are going to see progress, and I actually think they're going to have more wins than they have had in the last, like, four years. They they have a direction to go now. Yeah, if, if I had to put a number on it, I think they can I think they can work out six or seven wins, and I think that that would be a great improvement in a direction um, headed in the right way. Yep. They just have, still, a lot of holes to fill and learning a new system, a brand new regime, which is Badly needed. Ground zero up. It, it won't be great, but I do think Giants fans will be happier than they have in the last uh, six, seven, eight, maybe even more years. Yeah. Even if you don't, even if you don't get nine or ten wins, which I don't yeah. see, it at least your team has a direction that it's headed. Absolutely. I, I think they're being built the right way. Yeah. Obviously, as a Giants fan, I really hope Dayball can. Help Daniel Jones take that next step where the Giants can be at a point where they're comfortable in rolling the dice with him for 
um, the future, that would be a huge plus. If they can get that piece of the offense figured out, hopefully, we, and we don't, and Dan, I, I could go on for an hour about this. If you watch football and, and you understand the game, it's not all Daniel Jones' fault. No. And there is enough there with Daniel Jones. It could work. Is it too late in his career, though? And is he running out of time? Yes. Right. I think this is his last shot, as this, crazy as that sounds. It, it's too bad, but what you almost have to what to really mold Daniel Jones into being that great QB would have taken a couple of years with Dan, with Brian Dable is now going to have to be shoved into one year. Well, that yes, just because he hasn't proved himself yet, but also because this is a whole new regime. They have no quote-unquote, loyalty to him. So if you're in the draft and you have a top-five pick and there is a QB sitting on the board, you would never pass up that quarterback and, and, because of Daniel Jones. And I mentioned this roster. earlier, this next draft, obviously assuming the majority that are expected to declare for the draft do, yeah. it is a very prestigious quarterback draft right. coming up. Right. And we'll have another time where we'll talk about all the candidates in that. But it's definitely you were in, an incumbent QB like Daniel Jones has to ball out. Right, right. So next up, we'll keep moving here. We're going to finish up the NFC with the NFC West. I will go ahead and start this one. This was tough for me. There's, to me, really three teams that have the roster and the talent to win the division. Um, but it truly came down to, to one, really, two things. One, coaching. Yep. yep. And two, health. Granted, that's not something I can predict, but it is something that I can see going into the season. Teams definitely have tendencies on injuries and, and that kind Absolutely. Of thing. So if you can pick up where I'm hinting a little bit there. It came down to San Francisco and Los Angeles Rams for me to yep. who's going to win the division. I mentioned this in our last podcast. I'm, I'm nervous about Matthew Stafford. That injury, as you read, it's abnormal. It's, taking, it's going to take time away. Are they going to start the season – you know, with, um, I believe, is, is it John Wolford is mm-hmm. the backer quarterback, which yep. isn't necessarily a horrible thing, but that's not the start I want to have to my season. Yeah. Is there going to be a little Super Bowl hangover? Just, there's yeah, a lot of factors a real there. Yeah. I am still a little bullish on Trey Lance, but if any scenario and coach and staff and organization could make him work, this is one of them. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that. Trey Lance meets the hype this year with Kyle Shanahan, who is, I mean, he can make your dog the next great pro bowl I'm that confident in Kyle Shanahan. I've got the 49ers winning the division. It, might, it yep. could be tight, and it yep. usually is. It was last year. Yep, it was last year. So I'm going to go with the 49ers with a little more health and a little more, um, I guess, certainty on who might be starting day one. I completely agree. I mean, last year after the draft, my hot take was, Trey Lance would be the MVP in 2023. I'm sticking to it. Um, now, is it all that likely? No. Would I be putting money down on it in the in the betting market? No. But I really like Trey Lance, and, and pairing him with Kyle Shanahan, that could be a scary-looking offense. So, number two, um, Jake mentioned it. Uh, the Rams would be going between the Niners uh, as 1-2. I'm going with the Rams for getting second in that, in that division. Matthew, you mentioned Matthew Stafford's health, but Sean McVay and all those stars on that on that team are gonna are, are they, they're not gonna be last in the division. They're not gonna be probably even third in that division. 
they're going to squeak out quite a few wins. It's really remarkable. So many times you'll see when a team wins the Super Bowl, you can't pay everybody, so you have so many departures. They're all still there. Yeah, and oddly enough, they added Bobby Wagner yep. and Allen Robinson yep. on discount deals, yep. in a sense. Um, they're still lucrative deals, but they they, team were, friendly. they were able to get them. You're right. So they're better on paper. Yeah. Uh, and again, we already touched on why we didn't put them one. And I, I think the Rams will have a really good year. And I did go back and forth with Cardinals and Rams here. I think Cardinals kind of look like that team that's a regular season hero. Yep. So for a minute there, I thought, well, why not just put them two? But I believe that Rams will have a better overall season because yep. they'll probably advance further in the playoffs than the Cardinals. That being said, I went with my gut there. So I've got Cardinals three. Also, yeah, I agree, Cardinals three. I also think, um, I mean, Cardinals usually start out hot at the beginning of each year, but they don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, and it seems like Kyler Murray doesn't play as well with DeAndre Hopkins, which, of course, why would you? But it will be interesting to see, can they still um, get a hot start without DeAndre Hopkins? Right. And obviously there's the drama with Kyler Murray's contract and him having the, <laughs> yeah. so many hours of studying. I don't think that that's really going to be a reason they play worse, per se, but it is just going to be a narrative all season yeah. long. Yeah. I'm already kind of tired of it, but it, it'll be out there, and any time that he struggles, it's going to be talked about. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat. Oh, for sure. He, he, he did get to the playoffs last year, but... I would like Steve Kahn to be on the hot seat, too, but I don't think that's the case. He's oddly done a decent job drafting yep. him and saving his job. And having Kyler Murray there is going to prolong his time there. Yep. Bidwell will blame it more on Kingsbury, I think, than... Sure. Than Kingsbury will be the first to go. Yep. Yep. So that being said, it's easy to pick who's for here. Yep. The Seahawks. Uh, I mean, obviously, they traded Russ. That roster wasn't all that good before they traded Russ. Uh, but... Um, I mean, they got a couple of good pieces back, but and they're going to tell you that they're not rebuilding, but they are. I mean, they're. I don't think they are trying to. I think it's almost like a organic, natural rebuild, whether they want it to be or not. They think they can repeat what they did with Russ and drafting a quarterback and taking them to the Super Bowl. And but I mean, that's really really hard. I don't to think the roster around the quarterback position is near as in place as it was when they got right. Rest. And that's right. the mistake I think they're making. Right. The point you're making. Right. I, I'm i not inspired by the quarterback options there. Geno Smith, to me, if I have to pick one, that's who I'm starting because I think he'll keep him in the game. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke can just be so erratic as a player. There's just, to me, so many holes still in that team. Pete Carroll is a good coach, and I know they've got uh, – They'll be competitive, and they'll be. I honestly, I think they'll be a lot like they were in a sense last year, but they, there will be a noticeable drop off, not having Russ. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. You never want to trade away your franchise guy like that, but it, it did feel like it was time. Yeah, and it's time to get on to the next chapter. It, it just to me, this won't be a very. Um, successful season for the Seahawks, I think you're seeing a team that's going to fight to just get to 500. Yep. Yep. So that concludes our pod. That handled our NFC rankings. We will put how we 
Bryce his own division rankings alongside my division rankings on the bio on the pod for you to look at. Thanks for listening. Our next pod will be ranking the same way we did today, but we will be doing the AFC. Thanks for listening.